Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design. I am your host, Amanda Gates. You are in for a, I don't know, maybe an enlightened ride for today. That's what we're gonna call it. This is going to be uh, an intense yet enlightening podcast. Um, A lot of things we're gonna talk about today. Uh, The core of what this podcast is going to be about is love. Who doesn't love the love, right? But I was very intentional about putting this show together on uh, this date. I knew I was going to do a love podcast because we've got a love uh, course coming out and I intentionally put it here on the first because I wanted it to be number 66. So why did Amanda want this show to be on number 66? Well, as you know, many of you know, I am a huge fan of numerology. It's something that I've been studying for many years. And the number 66 is better known as the victim number. And the reason why I wanted this show to resonate to this number is because when it comes to love, it's common to play the victim, right? Often through passivity, but also inappropriate behavior and actions like judgment, expectation, we try to fill that void, right? We seek it in love. And we can also act to victimize others for our personal gain, like the use of guilt. That's behaving like a victim. We can also play victim because of the positive feedback that we get in return via sympathy and pity. Yeah, you're playing the victim. So this antithetical way of thinking, well, or I should say also behaving, is not, that's not what love is about, right? True love, where we come from, what we're made of is unconditional. But with this said, Before you, you know, I can feel your sphincters tightening up like, oh my God, Amanda, where are you taking us today? (laughs) I want to say that with this, it can also bring enlightenment, right? Because when you can sacrifice the true feeling, that awareness, that true emotion, the root, the mind will be illuminated with the answers that you seek. So by simply being aware of the fact that you're behaving in a certain way or that you have certain actions, you can seek the answers which lie within you. So look within, not without, for the solution. So today we are going to talk about this idea of how to attract real love with feng shui. And I should also say I did a podcast last year 
on feng shui and love uh let me look at the roster here to let you know what number that was because it was last year and i don't remember uh podcast number 18 how to call in love with feng shui it's a lot lighter than today's show i'll just <laughs> let you know that but like i said i really wanted to put this course together um, I would say Deborah and I sat down and, and we did the statistics of the top two reasons that we have been contacted over the last year, and it's been love and money. So this course was completely designed around all of the floor plans, over a hundred to be exact. I think we're probably closer to 150 now that we have received that had issues with their partnership attracting love, having intimacy in their relationship. So that's why I've put this together. So I want to back up a little bit. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, it dawned on me that Home Energy Design, I renamed it a little over a year ago. And I renamed the podcast, which was originally called Design 101. And actually before Design 101, it was called Zen Chakra. And it's still up. I still pay uh, the host to keep that up. Uh, I cringe when I listen to it, but if you're curious, you can always go back. I still have that show live. Uh, it ran for about a year before I just transferred everything over here. But the topics and the guests that I've been having on the show since the launch of Zen Chakra back in 2011 hasn't really changed too much. But every time I've shifted the podcast, I've honed in on my purpose for this platform. I've always wanted to talk about homes, which is essentially about, you know, how I can help you improve your environment from a toxic one to a more healing one. I've always talked about energy and all the magic that it gives you, if you allow it to. And then how you can take this information to design your best life possible. Thus, the evolution of home energy design was born. And several years ago, I went on a vision quest. And so if you have no idea what this is, it means you literally go out into the woods, the desert, some barren place, some aspect of nature for days on end, and you connect with God, you connect with source, you connect with yourself. And you typically go out, you know, out into this nature aspect, and you're supposed to go without food for seven to 10 days. Now, I failed this aspect, <laughs> but don't tell my guide. <laughs> I did sneak a granola bar. But the idea is that, uh, you know, in this heightened awareness, you can connect to your higher self, connect to source. Um, but during this intense, radical, ineffable experience, I was gifted a vision. A community center that I would build for folks to teach them compassion, kindness, and above all else, love not only how to attract love, but to love oneself. It's where we come from. It's what we're made of. And yes, this is a mammoth undertaking that includes yoga, meditation, spiritual knowledge, connection to nature, and 
education with the world's leading shamans, healers, and earthly mystics. So I'm starting to learn as I'm intuiting and downloading more information that this is now um, a path that's called conscious healing. So apparently this is going to be a conscious healing center. At the time when I was gifted this vision, this occurred in 2011 on my vision quest, I was closing down my massive retail design shop that I had been uh, operating for the last five years. And I was spiraling down a mountain in a very, very fast paced avalanche going towards a divorce, financial ruin, and holy shit, how am I gonna rise above this? And oh, by the way, the universe is saying, you're gonna do this big fancy thing over here. Needless to say, that vision that came to me in March of 2011 was thrown into a box. I had written it down in like a a notebook, a college journal notebook thing, and I totally ignored it seemed completely logical and (laughs) rational at the time. I mean, I was going through a divorce, closing my business and totally falling apart. Needless to say, I was not thinking of other people at this time in my life. So no surprise, the vision kept coming back. Once again in 2012, it resurfaced and I started drawing the, the visions that I was getting And I bring this up because I just recently moved again and the journals, the drawings, the visions, the purpose of all of these things over the years that I've found, I actually found the original one that I had done in March of 2011. And now, you know, here recently, I've discovered them all again. And I feel like Oprah said this years ago on one of her shows that, you know, the universe comes in with a, a light little whisper, and then it comes in with like a conversation, and then it starts to come in with loud, gregarious roars. And I think it's safe to say that we're at loud, gregarious roars now because <laughs> it's coming in feverishly. And um, I'm realizing that this time spirit is not whispering. These are no longer about nudges. She's coming in loud. And case in point, the visions are more tenacious. The tug in my heart fierce and the synchronicities that are aligning in my life right now are just downright surreal, but also quite magical. So what the hell is the point of all this, Amanda? Well, if you've been paying attention, most likely not, who the hell has the time, right? (laughs) The Gates team has been feverishly creating and developing all kinds of new programs, courses. We've got a retreat that's coming up in May. And it's because I'm being called to step up and basically get to work, you know, spirits like get off your ass and start, you know, working, which I felt like I was, but apparently I'm not. But my friend Leslie calls this level up or vibrate out. And I love that. So the point of this is actually quite simple. It all comes down to helping people, being compassionate and teaching others how to connect to love. But doing that from a place of purity and unconditional and not victimization. This is about teaching you how to love yourself unconditionally so that you're operating with a full tank and showing others how they can love themselves also unconditionally. So then it starts to become full circle. And then we can all start to rise above in a higher consciousness of love again. Who doesn't love the love? So in today's podcast, I'm going to teach some fantastic tips 
on how to tap into real unconditional love using feng shui principles. Now, I don't have time to go through every single tip here um, that's going to be included in the course. I've, ha I've got like over 25 tips in the course. So this is going to be a bit of a crash course, but all of the information is right out of the new course that I've put together called Attracting Real Love with Feng Shui. We just launched it. So if you want additional information or you want to sign up for the course, you can go to courses.gatesinteriordesign.com to learn more. It's a steal. It's 99 bucks. But quick side note, I have other courses that are coming out. Um, the next one will be in April. So this course is only going to be available for purchase for the next couple of weeks. And then it's not going to be available again until next year. If you purchase the course, you'll have lifetime access to it. But if you miss the opportunity and don't sign up for it, you'll have to wait until next year. But the cool thing is, is you can work at your own pace. You know, you can get it and then and then go through it. But it's fantastic. It's got some fantastic information in it. Um, it's got some fantastic ebooks and a great video. And um, I'm really proud of it. I think that it really tapped into uh, divine source of just the information that needs to get out about love. Alrighty. As I mentioned a minute ago, we are feverishly creating and developing programs, courses, retreats, et cetera, et cetera. And this is all based on the information that we're getting from you. This is all of the feedback that we're getting from our audience as to what they want and what they need. And that's why we created the love course. It was the number one request for 2018. So just real quick, I wanna uh, give you more information. The Elevate Retreat, early bird pricing ends next Wednesday. So if you're interested in going, you need to sign up before the price increase. You can always sign up afterwards. It's just going to cost you more money. So if you want to know about, more about that, you can just go over to the website. If you're interested in the Elevate Yourself membership, you can go to uh, also courses.gatesinteriordesign to sign up. If you have questions or anything, you can just email us at elevate at thegatescompany.com. Elliot will be happy to answer your questions. Um, if you sign up for the year, you save like a ton of money, but you can also go month to month if you choose. I think it's like 33 or 35 bucks a month. But you hear me say all the time on this show that you have to cultivate your chi. And that's what the love course is really about is that you can't give if you're not full yourself. And so if you're not really sure how to do that, if you're dipping your toe into this spiritual journey, this membership is basically starting at square one to teach you very simple techniques on a monthly theme on how to cultivate your chi. It offers up additional feng shui tips. The one that we had in January was fantastic. We're already getting a, a bunch of feedback on how much people loved not only what the tip was, but the simplicity of it all. So uh, I go into greater detail of other tips that you can do in your home. And then we've also got ancient energy tools to help you live your best life. So we've already got 40 members in there. and We're having so much fun on the Facebook Live videos. And I am convinced that Amy and I need our own show merely because we have no idea how to operate technology and us getting on the Facebook lives in and of itself is hysterically funny. So if you need a good laugh, <laughs> that's a great place to go. Uh, and if you are interested in learning feng shui for yourself, uh, several of you emailed us last fall when we had Mastering Feng Shui go live in 
uh, enrollment went live in August and a lot of you missed the opportunity to sign up because we only leave enrollment open for about a week. Uh, enrollment will be opening up soon. I'm not going to tell you when it is, but it's opening soon. So if you are on the wait list, which you can get on at our website, you'll get the opportunity to be the first to register before everyone else. And you'll also be privy to discounts and bonuses. So go to the website homepage to get on that wait list. And finally, the love course is out now. If you're interested to sign up and get more information before it closed down, you can also find that on our website. <sighs> so much good stuff, right? And I'm not stopping there. I have a new book coming out this fall. We've got additional mini courses on all kinds of topics. The next one will be on money. We've got one on clutter. I have a fantastic one that I've done on health because that was another big thing that we got in 2018. So much sickness. And that's really one of the main points of the Shui House, this community center that I'm being told to do is because so many people are, are not having the best of health and it's because their souls are suffering. So it's my job to help educate and teach people how to get back to themselves. So uh, I got a massive community center to build. So mama's got to get to work here. And I also want to say with that said, I'm going to add this note. My teacher says all the time that if you need something, throw energy into it. So here is my ask. I'm throwing energy into it. In order to make the Shui House possible, this glorious healing center that's going to provide conscious healing, free community dinners, and guidance to youths to our elders, who really need it, I should say, I need a lot of things. I need the resources to buy 100 acres of land. I'm going to need additional resources to secure the facility to uh, place on the land. I'm gonna need um, volunteers, et cetera, et cetera. So if you'd like to donate anything to make this center a reality, please contact us at letschatatthegatescompany.com. We've got already a list of people who are interested in volunteering, but if you happen to know of anybody who maybe here in Nashville wants to donate some land, uh, a barn, anything like that. Uh, this is my dharma. And so I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> I like to get some help if I can, because this feels like a, a huge Oprah undertaking that I need to do. So if it's my divine path, it will be shown to me and uh, brought to me. All right. Enough about me. Let's talk more about me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's get into this week's topic the love. So what comes to mind when you hear the words love, real love? Think about that. Better yet, what's your definition of love? What feelings does that conjure up when you hear the word love? In energy work, love is the highest vibrational thing that we strive for, aside from enlightenment. But I feel like enlightenment and love are essentially the same thing. But on an intrinsic level, where does that hit you in your body? I feel like for most people, it hits you in the heart, right? Hits you in the heart chakra. So 
I think what's so important is that when we think about love, we often, I feel like we think of external things of what we've been told love should be, right? It's the expectation. It's the below the cross approach to what we think love is. But listen to this. Professor Lin said that love means to use your heart. And if you say that you love, but there is no heart, your statement is inauthentic or fake. Think about that. If you say that you love, but there is no heart, your statement is inauthentic or fake. However, if you do everything with heart, you have love. If you have love, you have a full heart. But here's the paradox. You must give with your heart and give wholeheartedly. And that means giving without judgment, preconceived notions, expectations, basically all that below the cross bullshit. Because that is true unconditional love. So how the hell can feng shui help you attract real love? Well, first and foremost, you have to understand chi. Professor always said, follow the chi. This is not only the chi in your environment, like your home, but it's imperative to understand the chi within you and around you. This is where that whole cultivate your chi comes in. And you've heard me talk about above and below the cross emotions a gazillion times here on the show. If you have below the cross language, below the cross actions, and you have a below the cross environment because you're depositing those emotions and actions within your environment, you cannot attract real love. Why? because you don't have real heart, because your intentions are fake, they are conditional. Next, we need to look at design details. That is a lot more than just moving furniture or alleviating clutter. Clutter is a big thing, but what details are lurking within your space that are preventing you from attracting love? And then this whole idea, number three, of energy-aligned design. This is my proprietary system that I've combined, that I've put together with interior design and energy to help you attack energy in a powerful way and manipulate it so that you can attract the love you've always dreamed of. So I know what you're saying. Great, Amanda. How the hell do I do this? Well... First and foremost, you have to establish the disruptors, right? And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you need to go back to the earlier parts of the show. I've talked about the top five disruptors many times, but I know that I've done a show. Hang on, let me take a look-see here. The top five disruptors was done back in 2017. I've actually got a couple that would be helpful. Um, Talking... Energy with Deborah, I think, is a good one. That's number four. And then um, 
the Bagua map, which was number six, and then the top five disruptors was number eight. Those were back in 2017. So I would recommend if you're new to the show, make sure you go back and take a look at those. I've also got a ton of YouTube videos on the top five disruptors as well. And if you're a student of mine, not only do I pound in you the above and below the cross emotions, cultivating your chi, but also the top five, right? So you have to establish what those are and where those are in your home. Next, you got to have clear intentions. Too often when I start working with someone, they are so flipping scattered. It's like the radio station, the old school radios with the dials, like changing the channels a hundred times. Most people's energy is so frenetic. I'm sorry, but you can't attract anything when you're frenetic like that. And that's why you have to cultivate your chi. To achieve balance, this is important because this is what puts you in the above the cross emotions. It also puts you in the right emotions to create the environment that is going to allow you to attract real love. Love that's unconditional. Trust me when I say, when you get the energy right, everything else is going to follow. When energy isn't balanced, it's essentially like operating through a kinked hose, right? That's how your life feels. It's like, oh, I'm kind of getting stuff, but I'm not getting all that I want. By understanding energy, you can unkink your hose. And then you can manipulate it to attract the life and the love you've always dreamed of. But if you're operating from a place of lack, if you're operating from a place where your energy isn't at full capacity, you ain't going to get it. And I know you don't want to hear this. I know this. Everybody always wants the magic pill. You know, I, everybody always wants to, to hear that one little thing like, oh, I'm going to put two nightstands in my bedroom and poof, I'm feng shuied. Energy doesn't work like that. All right. So I can hear you saying, um, okay, great. How the hell does this help me attract love, Amanda? You're telling me all the things that are wrong. You're telling me all the things that I'm not doing right. Here's the thing. Most people are not operating from the heart of unconditional love. They're operating from a place of fear, judgment, control, preconceived notions, expectations, right? That is why I put this show on number 66, the victim number. And my hope is that you'll understand that when you have unbalanced, unhealthy chi like this, you can't attract the love you truly desire. Because what you're yearning for in your heart and where your actions, behaviors, and emotions are, are two different frequencies. Chi is your energetic blueprint that is communicating with everything around you. You got to get your chi right. You got to cultivate your chi. You need to get your chi to this beautiful, amazing, magnetic, just unconditional love beam, this beacon. So that brings you to what can you do for yourself? What can you do to yourself to be a better partner? Whether you're in a relationship or looking for one, how can you make your chi healthier, better, and make you better? Like you're operating from a full tank so that you can give and receive what you're yearning for. 
because that chi that you're putting out right now from that empty cup, from that empty tank, I call that personal Wi-Fi. Your chi that's around you is your personal Wi-Fi. Your thoughts, your emotions, all the bullshit, all the below the cross stuff, that's carried on your Wi-Fi. And then guess what? You're sharing and communicating that with every single person you come in contact with and your environment. That's why it's so important to cultivate your chi. Because if you cultivate your chi daily, that is a form of self-care. So you're then operating from a full cup and you can attract the same. And let me tell you, the synchronicities that open up for you when you get this right, when you tune into your radio station, it's crystal clear. So I'll give you an example. I had to respond to a client who wanted to have a better understanding of why she needed to do mantra. She asked me what it meant. And so my immediate response to her was really quite simple. Rather than focusing on the what, you should be focusing on the why. Why do you want to do this? Because I think too often, you know, we we let the analytical brain step in. And the thing is, is that the more you talk about it, the more you think about it, the further from it you go. So... The most important thing is taking the time to get you right. When you do, you become a clear channel. And so I wasn't sure that this was the right response. However, it was the immediate inspiration that I had. And I've always been taught to trust that. But I still, I just set it aside. And I went to yoga that day. And my instructor, she was teaching the class, came to the top of my mat as we were holding warrior pose And she said, I know that your leg is burning. I know that it hurts. But rather than focusing on the what, focus on the why. I guarantee you that message was for me. And the universe was gifting me that information to let me know that I was on the right path. You can only receive that if your radio station is clear. That's why it's important to cultivate your chi. I know you're getting sick of me saying that. I get it. (laughs) We want the magic pill. I totally get it. But you got to be willing to do the work. You have to. If you want this work to work, you got to be willing to do the work. And so if you take the time to cultivate your chi, whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like for you, that's a form of self-care. Because you have to understand that what you lack in yourself, that's what you're going to seek in others. And scattered unhealthy chi is undecisive, it's filled with worry, it's fearful, it's judgmental. Whereas strong chi makes really good decisions, it can tap into higher source, and it's filled with love and flexibility. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing stuff, but how the hell do I cultivate my chi? There's a lot of really great free stuff out there, y'all. I mean, meditate can't meditate I would say you need to meditate more but walk in nature nature and her spirits are glorious at filling a soul listen to music think about that song that comes on that you just absolutely love you can be in the worst mood ever and that song comes on and you start snapping your fingers swinging your hips you turn the music up that's elevating your chi 
Other things like reading can also do it. You know, whatever brings you joy, whatever you get lost in, lose time in, that's a great way to cultivate your chi. And then there's other things too, you know, like yoga. Those are, these are paid things, but you know, yoga, you could take a yoga class. Great. A lot of people do yoga for the athletic portion, but I encourage people to do yoga for the breath work. You're literally being told by an instructor when to inhale and when to exhale. And if you can get into that flow, you break through energetic blocks in your chi. It's powerful stuff. Float spas, we got them popping up all over here in Nashville. I know some people don't like them because they're like a cavern, like a dark cavern, and you float in salt water. You know, you may be claustrophobic, but if not, try it. Huge spiritual awakenings have occurred for me in float spas, probably because of all the salt. You can take an art class or do something creative, you know. And going back to uh, the Elevate membership, that's what that, the membership was completely designed around helping people learn to cultivate their chi. So, you know, the goal is to be around like-minded people, like-minded souls to help you, you know, elevate your journey. So, you know, once you get to that point, once you've been really doing that self-care and cultivating your chi, how the hell do you find love? How do I get the husband that I've been looking for? You know, how do I get my husband to look at me the way that he used to? How do I get romance and intimacy back into my life? How do I attract a man that doesn't need rescuing or is unavailable? These are all big major questions that we got in 2018. I get asked these questions every day. And here are my top three tips to help you attract love. And again, I have a lot more in the course. And I want to say these only work if you cultivate your chi. So that's going to be tip number one. You got to take the time. I know a lot of people are hectic and crazy and they say, oh, I don't have the time to do all that. Well, then love isn't important to you. I know that's harsh to say, but the thing is is that you got to be willing to do the work. So we cannot give love or receive love if we don't first love ourselves. So you got to fill up your own tank. You got to be this beacon of light. It's so happy and you're filled to the brim. It's within, not without. You want to look to the overall shape of your house. This is so important. This is one of my top five disruptors. And the reason it's a top five disruptor is because it's so important. Look at the overall shape of your house. Is the back right of your home missing? If so, that means that partnership, your relationships are weakened. It means that you can attract love. And it could also mean that if you do have a partner, if you're married or in a long-term relationship, your partner may be apathetic or indifferent, and you're definitely going to have a lack of intimacy. And if you're looking for love, your partner may never show up. And the thing is, is that it's such an easy fix. All you have to do is use a mirror to reclaim the energy. You just got to tell that energy where to go. But I got to bring it back to your chi. If your chi is frenetic, you're not going to be as a powerful instrument as you could be. So take the time to do the work. The other thing I'm going to bring up is your front door. I did a podcast last fall. Let me look at the number here. Um, It was a very popular one. 
October 26, number 54, all about the front door. It too is a top five disruptor and it's an important one. It's why it's one of the top five. Your front door represents your voice. If it isn't working properly, neither is your ability to speak up. That really disrupts your throat chakra. This disrupts an existing relationship and someone looking for love may never find it. So clean up your front door. Make sure the door is working properly. I actually had a woman email me this morning saying that her front door hasn't been used in like 18 years. And not because the front door doesn't work. It's because the screen door in front of the front door, I don't know, was nailed shut or something. I don't know. I couldn't really make clarification on what she was saying. But because of this minor detail, she's literally been using the back door through the laundry room for the last 18 years. And I, I this blows my mind. I mean, you know, from listening to this show, you hear me say it again and again and again, the importance of the front door. I don't care if you got to get a contractor out there and rip that door out. Do what is necessary so that you can reclaim your love life. Your front door is so important because your front door is where all your energy, all your new opportunities, everything that comes into your life comes through the front door. So make sure that it's working properly. Make sure that it's clean. Make sure that the light bulbs haven't been burnt out for the last you know, year. Get rid of the cobwebs, clean it up, make it inviting. Literally stand on the front step and look at your front door. And if any part of you goes, meh, then you need to do some work on it because that's going to be important. Look at it as your love magnet. And lastly, put your bed in command. This is another disruptor. You got to have your bed in command because this is where your spirit goes to rejuvenate and recharge. If you can't see the door, this can cause insomnia, anxiety, and a whole slew of other stuff. I mean, do you really think that you're going to, well, one, be in a good mood. But two, if you're not feeling well, if you're not sleeping well, do you think you're going to feel romantic? Do you think you're going to want to get intimate? No. This happened to my own parents. They had their bed out of command. I've been telling them for five years to put the damn bed in command. My mom still, after 20 years, my mom still is not sure about this feng shui stuff, which is so funny because back in the day, like in, I don't know, 1998, 1999, my then husband and I, we got transferred to Las Vegas and I didn't want to go and look at houses with him because he definitely was not on the feng shui train. My mom was, I don't know, we'll say apathetic towards it. I'm not sure that she was, well, maybe it was indifferent. I'm not sure, but I had her go house hunting with me and we looked at 22 houses in one day because of the feng shui. I mean, the poor woman, her name was Janet Dyson of Dyson and Dyson Realty. I remember her clear as day. And this poor woman, there were literally homes that we drove up to and I wouldn't even get out of the car. So my mom knows my nonsense with energy and how my entire life I have felt energy differently than those around me. And my mom doesn't fully understand this. I think she's slowly at 65 years old, maybe coming around. 
Um, but dad has had a lot of health issues in the last five years. And so I finally uh, <laughs> threatened her to put their bed in command. <clears throat> and since doing it, their whole life's turned around. And, and that's kind of the point. Because you turn your bed around, you literally turn your life around. So why not do it? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm such a woo. I, if somebody told me, hey, stand on your head and, you know, sing and it's going to change your life. I would do it. <laughs> I would do it without question. Um, I'm, you know, ready, willing, and able to try anything once, you know, especially if it's going to make my life better. And one final tip. If you're looking for ways to boost romance and intimacy, this was another big request that we got last year on especially intimacy. I feel like this is really lacking. And again, you know, I'm going to bring it back to your chi. If you both are living separate lives and, and you're both doing separate things, it's going to be hard to have intimacy. So you have to do everything that you can to boost the romance. Your bed, your bedroom is so important because that too represents your partnership. It's the union between either the love that you're trying to attract or the love that's in your house that you don't feel connected to. So have a stunning bedroom, have a stunning headboard. If nothing else, have a stunning headboard. Have something that's beautiful and inspires words of love. Think about it. I mean, as an interior designer, I have seen so many bedrooms over the last 20 years and so many people treat their bedroom as just a place that, well, I mean, ugh, nobody sees it. So why should I bother? And I always tell people, this is the one place in the entire house that you should start. Because if your energy is just, eh, that means every time you see your bedroom and you see your head headboard, you're, you're basically thinking, eh, and that's not how you should feel about it. That doesn't inspire romance. You're literally broadcasting disgust every time you walk into a very private space. So make it luscious, make it amazing. I've actually got in two weeks, podcast number 68, we've got Susan Bratton on. Um, I'm just going to forewarn you now, it, she is a sex expert. And I thought that I was pretty open and open-minded and woo, honey, did she make me blush? Woo, honey. Um, so just some fair warning. If you listen to this show in the car with your children, that is a show that you are not going to want to listen to out loud. But she talks about the importance of the bedroom having beautiful lighting, beautiful linens, a beautiful bed. And it's, she was speaking to my heart when she was talking about that because it's so true. You have to think about the energy of the space. You want it to feel intimate. You want it to feel romantic. And that's another thing I should bring up. When we're talking about intimacy, I see this a lot as an interior designer that architects, God love them. I realize that it's a tremendous skill set. I love my architects that I work with, but they're always trying to create these works of art, not realizing people live in these houses. They don't think about traffic patterns and they don't think about how a person utilizes a space. And so bedrooms are getting larger and larger and larger. 
And I first started noticing this when I was working under Karen Rock Carter several years ago. She was talking about the importance of putting couples in smaller bedrooms because if they were cavernous, so was their relationship. So think about that. How big is your bedroom and how big is the bathroom attached to it? If it's the size of a New York apartment, do an experiment for 30 days and move the bedroom. I've actually done this twice with two different couples to raving success. You have to have a close, intimate relationship to be intimate and to bring in the idea of romance. So I always tell people this, that, you know, this is where they should start. Start with your bedroom. Don't put those decorating dollars Uh, the energy dollars, you know, anything that you're trying to fix, don't put it in those public spaces. Start here first, because this is your relationship to one another. You need a champion. You need, you know, a cheerleader. You need each other to build up, you know, and, and give back to the world. And same thing if you're single, you know, make it a beautiful bedroom that's not highly overly feminine too. I should say that, you know, I've, I've met a lot of single gals who have a ton of pink stuff and, and you can do pink in very beautiful ways that, you know, doesn't look like it's completely overly feminine. I had one client years ago that had like 24 teddy bears on her bed. So just be mindful of that. Create a space that is really uh, attracting love and romance and uh, teamwork, for lack of a better word. You know, you're doing this together. It's it's about um, coming together um, as equals, basically, and going out, kicking ass, taking names in the world, right? All right, let's summarize. Holy cow, we're at 45 minutes. Sorry, folks. I told you it was going to be a, a big, long, enlightening Uh, podcast. So get clear on what love means to you. What does it really mean to you? And I should say in the love course, I've got an ebook in there where I've got uh, what Amy Ray calls journal prompts. I have some very um, deep dive questions like this to help you get really clear about where you are so that you can understand where you want to go. And I actually have a a great set of questions in there to really help you get clear on what love is to you so that you can really attract the love that you want, whether you're in a partnership or you're looking for a partnership. Make it a point to cultivate your chi. You know, I know I say this all the time. I know you're probably sick of me saying it, but I've seen it. I've been doing this for 20 years. This is something that I've been preaching to my clients for 20 years, and I've seen the difference that it makes. I mean, I've seen it in my own self, you know. But if you're swimming in above the cross emotions most of the time, trust me, you're getting the energy right. And this ties into the concept that I've talked about here on the show of a honey heart. You know, you just start becoming this beacon of light where you start attracting amazing things. Your environment feels amazing. You know, a person who understands the true meaning of home and and understands the energy, she has love in her heart. This can only happen if you cultivate your chi and take the time necessary to care for yourself. It makes a difference. I've had people come over to... Uh, our office and they just want to come and hang out because it feels good 
That's chi. What does the overall shape of your home look like? Better question. Have you ever paid attention? Probably not. So sketch out your, your, just the outline of your home. See what it looks like. And how about your front door? Are you using it, taking care of it, loving on it? This is going to help tremendously in the communication that goes on between you and your partner. And if you're looking for love, this is going to help the communication in finding the love because you're going to get clear, clearer on what it is that you want. And that's important. You need to have a, a strong throat chakra to make that happen. And you need to have a strong throat chakra to basically voice your opinion to your partner if you are in a relationship so that you have clarity on what you really want from each other and and what you need from each other and finally does your bedroom look and feel like love more importantly does your headboard inspire love actually more importantly do you have a headboard because that's another thing that I see so much is that people will have the bed frame from Costco and no headboard. So pay attention to how your room and how your headboard makes you feel. Because trust me, that chi matters. And if you don't have a headboard, damn it, go out and get one. It's equally as important as that front door, being in command, all the good stuff, the good energy. That's what you want, right? You want to have the good energy in your environment because then it makes you feel good. And so then your chi is elevated. All right. If you are interested in learning more about how to attract real love, like I said, I've got a ton of fantastic more tips in the course. It's only 99 bucks. But it'll be available for purchase for a short time and then I'll be taking it down to launch the money ones. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can go to courses.gatesinteriordesign.com to purchase it or learn more. I just want to say thank you for hanging out with me today to talk about love. Because I'll tell you what, I love the love. And anyone who knows me knows that I love the love. And sorry that this went so long, but hopefully you're taking something away from this today. And hopefully I've inspired you to get off your ass and get to work because this work doesn't work unless you get to work. If you're interested in getting a floor plan reading or interested in learning more about what I do, you can just go over to the website, gatesinteriordesign.com. We have everything on there. We've got all the information about mastering feng shui, the retreat, the courses, all that good stuff. You can start there and um, learn, get links to everything that you need to get more information. I should also mention we've got a new um, opt-in. It's totally free, but uh, how to create positive change for the new year with your karma. It's a free ebook. All you got to do is um, opt into the newsletter, but it's a seven or eight page opt-in on karma and what that means so that you can cultivate your chi. So if you like the show, leave a review. We love hearing from you. And if you need any other information, just go on over to the website. I know this is a lot of information, but I have a more is more policy. So let's just run with it, okay? Like, I'm just tired of trying to make excuses as to why I am the way that I am. It is what it is what it is, right? <laughs> All right, everyone. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies.